Welcome to the Auto Fade Podcast with Stoney and the Kid, where every game is a lock and every bet is a sweat. All right, Stoney. Week 10. We're in the double digits, dude. Uh, it's sad. It's sad. I think Big Cat says it best. Um, you got to appreciate the days when you're in them. You got to appreciate the good old days. And we're here. It's week 10. We have to appreciate football because sooner than later, it's going to be March and there's going to be no football. Like, dude, give me the Panthers and the Bears on Thursday night football. I would take anything for that. So we have to appreciate it while it's here. Um, but yeah, moving on to week 10. But first, let's let's go back to week nine a little bit. Stoney hit us with the recap of how we did. Yeah, it was a great week. Um, I'm proud of us. We had two straight losing weeks two weeks before that, and we we stayed true to what we believe in, and we bounced back big. Eight and two overall. We each went four and one, starting with my card. I had Cincinnati minus two and a half as my favorite favorite. They came through in prime time. Tampa Bay plus three. We can get into that game later, but what <laughs> a game. That was just crazy. Taking a kneel at the end, um, that was insane. But that did come through. Uh, Giants lost Vegas under 37 and a half. That took a year off my life, but it did come through late. My teaser was my only loser. I had Giants plus eight and a half dead bet right from the start. And then my play of the week was the chiefs minus two and a half, never a doubt, um, up 21 at half. So that brings me to 25 and 20 overall for the season. Looking at your card, four and one as well. You had the Ravens minus five and a half as your favorite favorite. That cashed. Cowboys plus three was an absolute heartbreaker. That was your only loss of the week. Easily could have been five and oh. Uh, total of the year. Philly. Total Dallas of the year, baby. Over 46. Cleared with ease. Got a little sweaty there, but then Dallas came through late. Um, your teaser Browns minus one and a half. Talk about some closing line value there. And then Titans plus nine on Thursday night football that came through. And then your play of the week, you nailed it. You had Bryce young regression Colts minus two and a half and he threw two pick sixes. So kudos to you. You're also 25 and 22. So overall we're 50 and 40. Uh, I think that's a good spot to be after a couple bad weeks. We bounced back. Uh, what are your week nine takeaways before we get into week 10? Yeah, it was good. I think we both, uh, even before last week kicked off, we both felt really good about our picks, which is nice. Uh, my takeaway is going to be on the negative side this week. I think we could come on here and we could talk about C.J. Stroud like we do almost every week for takeaways. I mean, yeah. Especially the first the first like six weeks, it was just like, yes, yeah, C.J. Stroud's really good at football, um, which nice on him. I think my takeaway, and I'm going to try to be – as honest as I can. I think there's two teams in the NFL. We're at the point of the season where, like I just said, you know, some games we don't really care about, and it's more of like we're waiting for those big-time matchups to really see, you know, measuring stick-type games. There's two teams that social media loves, ESPN loves, NFL Network loves. And the truth is, if either of these teams step on the field, in the Super Bowl, I will get the name of their team tattooed on my forehead. And that's the Cowboys and the Bills, dude. Ooh, the Cowboys and the Bills cannot – no, they cannot win the big game. And you could you could throw the Dolphins in there too, but like 
I feel like, first of all, situationally, Mike McCarthy and the Cowboys will never get it done. I'm sorry to say that, but they won't. They can't win close games. They can't win on the road. The Eagles, if you watch that game, which I did, which I ended up having to root for them to win the game, which like I'm not great a big game. Cowboys lover, but it was a great game. But the Eagle, the Eagles literally handed them that game, and on the last drive, handed them that game. Yep. They, they shouldn't have been in the game. Uh, I think it was was it three defensive holdings. I think three, it was three, three defensive penalties. Yep. Yeah, and put them down on the ten yard line, and they couldn't they get it done. Six. They got to the six. Ex- yeah, and and the Bills are the same way. It's like. Josh Allen got crowned, and this Bills team got crowned after a loss in the playoffs. Think about that. The greatest football game I've ever watched in my life was yep. Bills at Chiefs. But they were crowned after that game as like the next big thing. And they just, quite honestly, they've never lived up to it. They yep. haven't. And I'm tired of sitting there and like talking about how good they are and, and being like, oh, the Bills are a trendy pig. It's like, I don't trust either of those teams. And that was the biggest thing. I, I like seriously. If one of those teams steps on the field for the Super Bowl, I will get the name of that team tattooed. Maybe not on my forehead, but somewhere on my body because it's not going. to I promise you, it's not going to happen. And we can clip this later, but I, it will never right. happen. Yeah, we might have to pull out old takes uh, exposed or whatever. That I guarantee is. you, dude, it will not happen. No, I think my biggest takeaway is. I mean, how about Baltimore? They did yeah. it a couple weeks ago to Detroit, but it was just like, all right, I thought you were on the Ravens, so props to you. I was kind of split on that game. I didn't mind Seattle with the points, but, I mean, just looking at what they've done this year, it's kind of hard to say they're not the best team in the NFL right now. They absolutely yeah. manhandled Detroit and Seattle. I want to say they've outscored them like 70-9 to nine or something like that. I don't have it exactly in front of me, but just uh, – If I do my math, yes. Yeah, Correct. a lot to a little. Um, but they look really, really good right now. We'll get into that game later, but they might they might be on the throne for the best team in the NFL right now. So I thought that was a big takeaway. And then how about the Raiders going from absolutely Raiders. to yeah. firing Josh McDaniels, benching Jimmy G. It kind of looked like they just turned to Devontae Adams and was like, hey, what do you want to happen? And he kind of just said a bunch of things. And then yep. they were kind of like, screw it. And then they just went and did all of it. Um, yeah, it just proves how bad Josh McDaniels is. He'll never yeah. be. But, I mean, they're, they're smoking cigars in the locker room. What are they, four yeah. and five or whatever? So, it's just <laughs> that was crazy. But, uh, yeah. but, yeah, that was my two takeaways from week nine. Uh, but, yeah, let's put that week behind us, be professionals, on to the next, and let's let's have another winning week in week ten. Let's do it. Thursday night football. Let's kick it off before the fantasy corner. Uh, it's the beauties. The Chicago Bears have a home game on primetime against the Panthers. The Bears are favored. It, I think it was four today, and then Fields got ruled out. They're favored by three. The total's at 38.5. I will quickly say I don't have any joy watching the Chicago Bears right now because my favorite player in the league, Justin Fields, isn't playing. So it's not that fun. And we're kind of in a limbo of like, we need to win this game because we have the Panthers draft pick. Correct. Uh, and we need the Panthers to have the first overall pick. So it's like, I want us to win that game. But it's also a limbo of like, you don't want them to win too many games because then Matt Eberflus will be back next season. Um, so it's not very fun being a Bears fan right now. But next year, dude. 
next yeah. year. But I, I mean, I don't, I don't lean a certain way just because if I'm gonna, I have my Bears goggles on. I think there's still a, a main book out there at three and a half. If you can get it, grab it. There's no way that Bajent should be laying over a field goal to any team. The Panthers actually played the Colts pretty even last week if it wasn't for Bryce Young's two pick sixes. So I think both teams come in and kind of just try to run the ball here. Um, it's another primetime under I would lean towards. I think this is a gross game. But no, I mean, even at three, I would still lean towards Carolina and lean towards the under. But don't really have much else in this game. Pretty gross game. I'm just glad college basketball's back on. I, I might <laughs> not even turn the game on, which is rare for me, but might just take the night off. It's it's that gross. I respect it. I respect it. Um, and with that, let's go to let's go to Stoney's fantasy corner. Who's your guys? Who's your guys this week? Stoney's fantasy corner. All right. Another week of the Fantasy Corner. We had Derek Carr last week. He put up put up a good performance. I want to say he was a top 10 quarterback. So nice little shout-out to Derek Carr there. Yeah, looking at this week, it's tough. I'm not going to lie. found a couple gems, but it is tough sledding out there right now at this point in the year. Looking at quarterback, I think you got to add Kyler Murray if he's available in your league. The main concern is how much rushing upside is there going to be coming off his injury but if he can even have 50 percent of his rushing upside that he's had in the past we've seen him be a top five quarterback and those types of guys don't become available this late in the year very often and so even if you have a established starter you know Dak Prescott has been playing really well someone like that I still think Kyler's worth a flyer on your bench let's just see what he's got in his legs let's see how willing he is to run and I think the first couple of weeks will tell a lot, but there's a chance he goes out there and balls and he's like QB eight the rest of the year. So add him up. I wouldn't start him this week, but I think he's a great backup flyer that you can add if you've got a spot at the end of your bench. Looking at running back, Keaton Mitchell, he's on the Baltimore Ravens. He had nine carries for 138 yards last week. Gus Edwards has been playing well, but he's been a guy who's kind of always been there. Um, Mitchell's the younger player, and in my opinion, the more explosive player. I think this is going to turn into a committee, and there's a chance by the end of the year the Ravens are favoring the younger player. Uh, Gus Edwards has also has, has an injury history, so if something happened there, Mitchell could step up as an RB1, RB2. But I think right now, Baltimore's got a good enough offense to where you could have two backs that are kind of hovering out around flex range. Whoever gets the touchdown is an RB2 that week, so... I like Mitchell as a stash and kind of see what his role is over the next couple weeks. Uh, looking at tight end, I didn't have any good receivers, honestly. Uh, Kyle, excuse me, Trey McBride, uh, tight end of the Arizona Cardinals. He's got 25 targets in his last three games, and he gets the Kyler bump. We don't know how much better that's going to be than whatever Josh Dobbs was, but we can't expect Kyler is going to be able to push the ball down the field put the Cardinals into more red zone opportunities where tight ends really pay off, which is with touchdowns. So I think McBride, he's a young player. It's his second year and he's starting to really get targeted in the offense. I think he's a fringe tight end one for the rest of the year. So I think he's interesting, especially with Kyler coming back. And then looking at the defense, I can't believe I'm saying this, but maybe the bears, it's a great, it's a gross week, but you've got, a rookie quarterback who just threw two pick sixes. He's coming in on a short week, and I do think that the Panthers are just going to try to run the ball. I also think that the Bucks and Titans both are pretty low. 
um, in ownership. And so if you like a side in that game, I think it's going to be pretty low scoring. So you could just kind of pick the winner of Bucks titans um, But yeah, gross week defensively. So don't have a strong consideration. But yeah, that's all I've got for fantasy corner. Gross week. But let's get back to week 10. Let's do it. Let's kick it off. Uh, run through the slate here. First game we'll talk about Colts at Pats. Um, Pats are one and a half point dogs. The total is at 43. Is this uh, back in Germany? This is back in Germany. So we got another morning. Um, so I, I'll also read this off real quick. The The next four primetime games. Oh, boy. If you think you're a football fan, buckle this up. This next week will test your limits. We've got uh, Carolina at Chicago tomorrow. Excited about that. Hey. At least the Bears are playing. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. And uh, Germany, we got the Colts at the Pats. Sunday night football, we got Jets at Raiders. We got to quit putting the Jets on primetime, dude. We got to quit doing it. And the Raiders Raiders have played a lot. They got to start flexing these teams out. I I think they have to have four weeks before the flex or something. Zach Wilson was the quarterback. Yeah. yeah. What are we doing in it, though? And then Monday night football is not any better. It's, It's Denver at Buffalo. Uh, yeah. We all know how I feel about Buffalo. But going to this Colts at Pats game, uh, if you know me, you know I'm all over the Colts here. I I value the Colts a little bit higher than Vegas does, and Vegas hires the Pats, values the Pats a little bit higher than, than I do. I'm all over the Colts here. Um, I have a ton of trends on this one. But just a, in the last 16 games, the Pats are 3-13 and 13 against the spread. No, like, gimmicky angles. Like, no, it's just straight up. That's not good. That's 16 games. They're 3-13 against the spread. So, I lean Colts heavy here. What do you got? Yeah, I don't know. This line kind of, I don't know what to make of it. I thought we'd see, like, a three or three and a half here. I'm not on the Patriots at all. Um, but I, I just looked at it, and I couldn't pull the trigger on the Colts for some reason. So, I would lean to them. I think they're the better team here. Um, I still think they're alive in the division and I think this is a game they need to win. So yeah, I think they go over there, take care of business. There's been a lot of rumors about, you know, Bill Belichick. If he comes back with a loss here, he might be gone. There's been rumors about the commander. Uh, I don't know. There's just a lot of noise there. I'm not a fan of that along with the Mac Jones being horrible at quarterback thing that he's got going on. He's he's really bad at at the position. Yeah. Um, I don't lean them as strong as you do, but I could only look towards the Colts here and probably probably the under, just because it seems like a gross game. Yeah. Uh, next game we'll jump to probably the best game of the weekend. Actually, the best game of the weekend. There's not a lot of great uh, measuring stick games like we talked about. We got the 49ers traveling to Jacksonville. Jacksonville is a field goal dog at home. Totals at... 45 and a half. Stoney, I'll let you take the lead on this. Yeah, I think that I would lean towards Jacksonville here. Kyle Shanahan on the road as a big favorite or field goal or higher is not as good as he is at home. Um, and Shanahan's also, he's only three and four against the spread off a of bye. I thought that that might be something where you're thinking, okay, good coach coming off a of bye might do really well there, but he's just kind of been average. Um, and then the Jags are pretty good as a home dog. So I would lean towards Jacksonville here. The only concern is it's kind of two-sided with 
San Fran. They're getting Debo and Trent Williams back. So it's like, all right, this team should be as close to fully healthy as they've been in about a month off a bye. But Brock Purdy has had two big hits to his head. And it's kind of like the concussions can linger with you for three or four weeks. And so he just still might not be right. We don't really know what to expect with with him. But the last couple games haven't been pretty as far as decision making from what we've seen in the past. And so I would lean Jacksonville here getting three, which is a key number. Yeah, I, uh, I like the Jags here too. I think it, it feels uncomfortable, so that's almost a good thing sometimes when you're, I agree. When you're gambling. it's You don't want to feel too comfortable because that means you're public, for those of you that don't know that. But I think it it's one of those games where it feels like you're supposed to take San Fran because it feels like, okay, they're going to get back on track. Um, snap I don't out think, of it. Out of the I don't, yeah, snap out of it. Like They're rested up. They have their guys back. I mean, four weeks ago we were talking about this team is the best team in the league. It's not even close. But at the same time, I don't think people understand how good Jacksonville is. And I think in a game like this, it's going to be – I think it's going to be a really good game and getting a field goal is a good number. But um, next game we'll jump to, uh, not quite as exciting of a game. We have Saints at Vikings. Vikings are two-and-a-half-point dogs. The total is at 41. I guess you could say it's exciting because of what happened last week with Josh Dobbs. I, I mean, that was – I feel bad. Insane. We didn't we didn't talk about him in the takeaways. That that should have been the lead topic. Is Josh we didn't Dobbs. give him love, man. Shout out to Josh Dobbs, literally showing up. I think he showed up on Wednesday. Didn't start because he didn't know the playbook. He was and practicing his the snapping with the center on the sideline. Like they yeah. never he'd never taken a snap from the guy. Apparently, uh, Kevin O'Connell was relaying plays to him and telling him that like like explaining what it was. And obviously, yeah. I mean, football is football. Like, there's certain, like, concepts and stuff, but it's crazy. still crazy, um, yeah. which which that was awesome. But I don't know how to read it. Um, I don't think the Saints are – we talked Saints about it before. That the, game. What's that? The Saints should have lost that game. If they're playing anybody but the Bears – I mean, they, they just yeah. gave, like, so many opportunities to the Bears to stay in that game. We talked about, we talked about this uh, beginning of the season. Looking at the Saints' schedule, they can walk into winning their division because their schedule. And yeah. we're seeing that play out. Like, I don't think the Saints are better than – I mean, the Falcons don't exactly look good right now. Uh, I think the Bucks are better than maybe what they've shown. But, like, the Saints are going to be able to walk into winning a division, and the Saints are not a good football team. They'll get and rolled so, by whoever doesn't win the I division. Mean, Cowboys rolled, yeah. yes, which will be the Cowboys, which I don't know. Maybe Saints winning line. Um, yeah, as far as a side in this game, uh, maybe the Vikings because it would be more fun because I could root on Josh Jobs, but um, not a game that I'm going to look to to bet. So what do you have? I kind of want to. I kind of want to fade both these teams. I, I'm not impressed with the Saints, and then I think. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, Josh Dobbs gets to learn the playbook. And it's also like, yeah, the Saints gets to watch film on Josh Dobbs. We've seen what he is for 10 weeks. He's got a little bit better weapons with Addison and Hawkinson, but it's not like they have Jefferson back. Like, this Vikings team kind of is who they are. It's still a downgrade from Kirk Cousins. Um, yeah. Maybe maybe the Vikings in a teaser I could get behind. Eight and a half, that's not a bad mad, bad look. And what I think is not a great week for teasers, but I'd stay off this game. Yeah, I think it's one of those games where whoever wins this game, my play of the week might be whoever they play next week. Just fading them. Because they're yeah. going to be trending up, and everybody's going to be like, here we go. And then Especially if it's, it's going to be... Yeah. 
So next game we'll jump to Titans at Bucks. Interesting game. Will Levis name the starter the rest of the season. Bucks are favored by a point and a half. Total is at 38 and a half. Uh, Stoney, you can take this one. I've kind of seen this number all over the place. I want to say the Titans are minus one at another book. So we're getting plus one and a half here. If you can get a plus one and a half at a book that does minus 120 six-point teasers, I feel like you've got to look towards the Titans here just because, to me, this game is virtually a pick em. So if you can get the Titans up to seven and a half, I would dig that look. And I would look towards the under, a little trend for that. In road games that have a total of 40 or less, Mike Brable is 7-1 and one to the under in his career. So a little stat there. When the total is low, Brable goes under. It's as simple as that. like it. Um, originally with this game, I liked Tampa Bay because I think this Titans team was getting a little bit of hype. And Will Levis might be good. Uh, after watching the game against Pittsburgh last week, it kind of yep. settled in. He's making some big boy throws. But I don't know if this Titans team is actually that good. Um, but Vrabel as a dog, I couldn't. Couldn't talk myself into into betting the Bucks because Vrabel as a dog is really good. I trust Vrabel over Bowles, uh, even though I think I think the Bucks are a little bit better than you know what they've shown recently. But that was about I guess, as well as Baker Mayfield could play last week. Like, yeah, it's I like Stroud gets all the credit. Baker played great too. So yeah, he did. And so um, I guess I would lean Bucks here. Yeah, it's um, kind of a, it's a split game. Yeah. Uh, next game, maybe the best team in the league. We got Browns at Ravens. Ravens are favored by six at home, and the total is at thirty-eight and a half. I'll go ahead and say it. Um, I think this. I think this number is too high for an AFC North game, and I get it. Like the Ravens are, the Ravens are who they are, and they're beating teams by thirty, and they look like the greatest team in the world. But for an AFC North game. This division just beats each other up, and I know the Ravens are at home, so they're supposed to take care of business. Kind of everybody, everybody kind of dances around splitting in that division, but I think six is too many points, especially Cleveland with a really good defense. It's also the best chance you're going to get to sell high on Baltimore, uh, so I would lean Browns here. Yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not going to get in front of Baltimore right now. I understand why you would lean Browns. Um, I will root them on. I, I like the under in this game. The under is 8-4 and four, um, in division when the Ravens are at home since 2019. And Kevin Stefanski's 5-1 and one to the under as a 3-plus point divisional road dog. So a couple trends toward the under there. Um, it's pretty low, but I think this is just your classic like 20-16 to 16 game. So in that case, the Browns would cover. Um, yeah, I think this is just low. I think Cleveland's defense really comes to play. And Watson did look better last week. I yeah, saw a video of all of his throws, like 20 yards downfield or whatever. He's got the zip back. So I think that we're going to see a good Deshaun Watson here. I I mean, I don't hate the Browns being live as a, as a dog. Just because Baltimore, they can't be this hot for all season. It just doesn't happen in yeah. the NFL. So yeah. you might be getting them at a good spot. Yep. Uh, I agree. Next game we have exciting game. Exciting game I'm ready to watch. Texans yeah. at Bengals. CJ Stroud coming be, off of This might not be the best game, but this might be the most exciting game just from yeah. like, great, I get to watch Stroud and Burrow. This is awesome. Right, right. Um, 
Bengals are favored by six and a half. Totals at 47. We said it last week, and then it was solidified with the win on Sunday. The Bengals are back. The Bengals uh, the look, look the like back. one of the best teams in the in the league. And they're able to play like ball control football, which is even more scary. Burrow, like, Burrow is healthy. And it's fun to watch him when he's healthy. And he literally is Peyton Manning. He controls the game. He's able to read defenses like nobody else. And now that he's healthy, he's able to move it, like use his legs a little bit. And this Bengals team is going to be they're gonna be in the in the hunt come uh come playoffs. But as far as as far as a lean in this game, I think it's a little I don't know. I think it's a little high, especially the Bengals coming off of a performance like they played against the Bills and um this Texans team is feisty. I think they keep games close. And so six and a half with the Texans team, I, I might lean that way. I would disagree with you here. I would lean towards the Bengals under seven. I think that as well as the Bengals played, I still think when people look at this game, they think about CJ Stroud and what he did last week. And looking at his yards per attempt at home and the road, it's pretty drastic. It's like 9.3 at home versus like 6.4 on the road. So I think this is just a thing where at home he's really, really comfortable. And I think going against a very underrated Bengals defense here, who schemed up a very good game plan, held the Bills and Niners both under 20 in back-to-back weeks. I like the Bengals defense to control this game. The only concern for the Bengals would be, I think Jamar Chase is going to be out a couple weeks. And so it really, they might have to rely on that ball control. So it could be fewer possessions. So if you're back in the Bengals here, probably need some efficiency in the red zone. But I think this would make me look towards a gross under. Everybody's thinking about C.J. Stroud, Joe Burrow. 47, it kind of seems like that's going to be a trendy over. So if this gets steamed up to 48, 48 and a half, especially with no chase, um, I think T. Higgins was limited as well. I think I would look towards the under later in the week. Like it. Sneaky under there. Sneaky yeah. under. It feels Next. gross, but I think it just makes a lot of sense. I think the Bengals' defense yeah. kind of controls this game. Stroud comes down a little bit just because he's a rookie. That's how the NFL is. I like it. Uh, next game is Green Bay at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's favored by three. Totals at 38.5 as well. And it's I don't believe in Pittsburgh. Definitely don't believe in Green Bay, but Pittsburgh keeps winning games, and this is going to be another game that they win. I don't, I don't lean either side, but we'll get to this later. I love the under. I had a total of the year last week. Might have another total of the year. So yeah, I hate both of these teams so much. <laughs> like I wish I could just fade both these teams every week. They play each other yeah. this week. We can't do that. So yeah, you fade both the offenses. You take the under. I saw something where you might be talking about the under later. I saw something specifically to where they're both bottom three first half offenses. So maybe we double up and go first half under in full game. I don't know. Might I'll be a play. You, I'll let you talk about that later. But yeah, apparently they're both really bad in the first half. So maybe maybe look at a little first half under here. But that's all I got. Like it. Yeah, just a ugly game. There's there's a bunch of these. And speaking of ugly games. Um, if there was ever a time to buy low on the Falcons, Lord, is it here? I know Kyler's back, but Falcons travel to Arizona. Falcons are favored by a point and a half. Totals at forty-three and a half. 
Is this line what it is because Vegas is reacting to what they think is the Falcons being bad, or do they value Kyler that much? Um, I'm going to say a little bit of both. Okay. Because I think the spread was at three. Kyler gets rolled in, so then it dips to one and a half. So I think they were like 75% sure he was going to play, so the confirmation just kind of dropped at a point and a half. No, I think Kyler's worth a lot to this team just because he adds so much with his legs where he can just extend plays, keep the defense on the sideline. Looking at this game specifically, it's just tough. It's probably a pass. We just don't know what we're getting from Kyler here. Arthur Smith yeah. is 2-9 and nine straight up on the road, just winning the game. And this Jeez. is essentially a pick em. So it's like, yeah, the Falcons don't win much on the road, but – it's really hard to back a Cardinals team here at home when you don't know what you're getting out of the quarterback off an injury. It's probably a pass. If I had to play anything in this game, it would probably be the Cardinals in a teaser. I just don't really see the Falcons blowing anybody out. But wow. that's just kind of a – yeah, it's a gross game. Falcons in a teaser, that is that is dangerous. Yeah, I, excuse me, Cardinals in a teaser. I'm seven and a half. My apologies. Gotcha. Cardinals in a gotcha. teaser. Never um, teaser. Never teaser. Never. You taught me that two years ago. I've lived by it ever since. Cardinals up to seven and a half. I apologize. Next, we got Lions at Chargers. Chargers are three-point dogs at home. The total is at 48 and a half. This doesn't make any sense, Stoney. Make it make sense. I wanted to be on the Lions here. This was sitting at one and a half all week. Got bumped up to three, which sucks. The Chargers Um, aren't good. I just had to get that up. The the box if if you didn't watch the game and you were just like oh they rolled the Jets by twenty this team's back no. the defense looks good I'll give them that Bosa they and can Mack, run they can rush the passer that's all they can do Bosa and Mac look really really good right now but their back end I still think can be had David Montgomery is back this week for the Lions I believe which is huge for the red zone offense I wanted to be on the Lions here I can't lay a full three so. It's unfortunately going to have to be a pass. I love them at minus one and a half, minus two, but I can't lay three with the Lions here. I think it's probably going to be like a Lions home game. Like the Lions diehard fans, nobody shows up for the Chargers. I think Goff's playing just as well as Herbert right now. That's an uncomfortable thing to say, but I think Goff's a good quarterback. I think that the Lions have the better roster. I think they go in there off a bye, win this game. Uh, They're really good with a rest advantage. They've got a bye. The Chargers, short week, so it's a really good spot for the Lions. This sucks that it got up to three. I can't lay it, but I like the Lions here. I think they I think, win the a, I think it's a showcase game for the Lions. They got embarrassed. They have to uh, regroup and, and make people start talking about them again. I think they do, but the line's a little too fishy for me to, to take. Um, Maybe take their money line and just pair it with a big, big uh, yeah. favorite. Just, yeah. I think they win this game. I don't know if they cover, yeah. but I think they win yeah. this game. Yeah, I think that's uh, – I like that. But speaking of big favorites, we got the biggest one of the year. Dallas biggest is year. back at home after a loss to the Eagles. They are hosting another division game. The New York Giants, who are in shambles. I think 17 quarterbacks got hurt on their roster. But it's at 16 and a half. Stoney, you go ahead. Because I don't know. I, I I like the Giants here, but I'll let you take this one. Yeah, I'm on the Cowboys here. I've got a lot to say later in the show. Um, but I think the Giants are the worst team in football. I think Brian Ooh. Dable 
is sneakily smiling. Daniel Jones is a nice guy. I think he was uncomfortable that his entire coaching tenure might be tied to Daniel Jones. The Giants are 2-7. and seven. I think there's a chance they lose out, and, and Brian Dable gets to have a little fun with Drake Mayer, Caleb Williams. So wow. I think the Giants, I think they've lost the locker room. This kid's no good. Dallas is good off a, off a loss, and I will leave it at that, and I've got a lot more to say do you later. Think, do you think the Carolina Panthers are better than the New York Giants? Yes. With, with uh, DeVito at quarterback, I do. Do you think that Clayton Toon starting for the Arizona Cardinals are better than the Giants? Kyler Murray's back. Okay. Nice, we can nice go down dodge. The list. I'm you, I think the Giants are the worst team in football. They nice have, dodge. They, Aaron Waller's on IR. They have, no, they have no heart. They just traded Leonard Williams to Seattle. I think they're terrible. I don't think they care, which is even worse. Yeah. Um, wow, what a take. Excited, excited to hear about that one later. Next we have... I have an opinion on this game. Commanders at Seahawks. Seahawks are six-point favorites. 45-and-a-half is the total. I have a take. Let's hear it. I don't know it what to make in this game. So I'm, I'm it, doesn't, it doesn't really make sense, but it kind of does. So you're high on the Seahawks. I wasn't high coming into the season. I think the Seahawks are good. Pete Carroll's a great coach. They have weapons. They're young. They're exciting. Uh, they just got embarrassed by the Ravens. So it's like, okay, it's a bounce-back spot. They're at home. It's tough to play in Seattle. Um, here's a weird trend that I'm going to play into this game. Okay. Um, Washington's played five road games. In four out of five of those, they have covered and gone over their team total. I think this is a sneaky shootout game. I think okay. the Seahawks' offense – figures it out and I think it's the best game as far as like back and forth crazy ending whatever in the uh in the league this Sunday I might play overtime what about I do a scoring game a little shout out to Jen yeah he um, like it could be like a little sneaky I thought that's I, where you were going when you said that. I don't mind that though. No, I like I like that too. But a little a little overtime, a little high scoring game. I think so this is a back and Washington forth. Or mainly, I lean towards I lean towards Washington because I think six points is a lot of points for a team like Seattle. Not I'm not saying yeah, I don't think no, Seattle's good, but six points. If they're playing Arizona, if they're playing the Giants, like you said, then maybe. But Washington, who's shown to be feisty, especially on the road. Um, that's my take on that game. No, I, I kind of like that. I didn't really know what to make of this game, but I think this is the game where Washington shows that they just traded both their DNs and they don't have a pass rush. I think Geno yeah. gets back on track. I think Seattle runs the ball well here. Points. But, yeah, Sam Howell's been quietly balling. So I, I, yeah, he's I, good. Couldn't, lay it, I couldn't lay it with Seattle here. It, it felt like it was too big of a number. But weirdly, it wouldn't have surprised me either if Seattle was laying like seven and a half here. I just didn't really know what to put this line at. So yeah. pass for me on the the spread. But yeah, I'll join you on the over. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, I like the over, like overtime, last high scoring game, all that kind of good stuff. Uh, next, we'll go to an exciting primetime game. The Jets at the Raiders. 
Jets are favored by a singular point. The total is at 36 and a half, which is absurd. Um, I like the Raiders here. I like the Raiders here, dude. I'm not going to lie. And it's only because I heard Max Crosby talking about that locker room, and that's literally it. The Jets, like, they're going to mess around and win some games, but, like, I don't think they're good. Their offense is so hard to watch. And this Raiders team played really good on Sunday. Obviously, it was against the Giants, who you think is the worst team in football. But, hey, Raiders got some life. So, yeah, I would lean Raiders. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Jets, Jets I love Jets. the Jets here. They win this game. This is the biggest overreaction of the week. Come on, what are we doing? The Jets have a top, like, three defense in football. They're going to absolutely abuse Aiden O'Connell. This game is going to look like he's making his first start back there on Sunday night in prime time. Yeah, the Raiders are back. The Ra- no, they're not. They, yeah, they had like the dead count, the dead cat bounce against the worst team in football and the Giants, who lost their quarterback to a season-ending injury midway through the game. Come on, this is the Jets. Let's not overreact here. The Raiders are still a bad football team. The Jets are an average football team because they're really good on defense, really bad on offense. The Raiders don't have a good offense or defense, and you're going to see that Sunday night. I like the Jets here, but maybe not in the way you think. We'll get to that later, but I like the Jets. Wow. Wow. Um, Interesting. I hate the Jets. There's a couple teams I don't like, and I don't like the Jets. Um, Next, we'll go to Monday night. Again, brutal, but... Broncos at Bills. Bills are favored by seven and a half. The total is at 47. I don't know. Um, I have officially put the Bills on my no bet list. And I believe, going back, I'm pretty sure that list consists of the Buffalo Bills, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and... Who's the other team? The New England Patriots, which I never bet the Patriots to begin with, but I just don't want to bet on them because I just hate the Patriots. They were on them before week one. Yeah. Um, So I will not be playing the Bills here. I wrote down on my notebook, so when I was going through the slate originally, early lines, I wrote down Denver plus seven and a half, but I'm not going to play the Denver Broncos plus seven and a half, but that would be the way I lean just because the Bills are on my no bet list. It's just... Like, why does Vegas keep showing the Bills respect? They've done nothing this year to prove that. Exactly. They've had a couple get-right spots at home versus the Patriots versus the Giants. They just keep laying eggs. And so it's like, like this line almost tells you to bet Buffalo because why are they giving you the hook with the Broncos? There's been so many many lines like that with Buffalo, though. Because it's it's like the Broncos just beat the Chiefs. They're coming off a bye. This is a great spot for the Broncos. And yeah. so it's just, I got to lean towards Denver here. Um, yeah, I, I think you just have to choose, is Vegas just continuing to overvalue Buffalo? History tells you they are. If you think that, then I think the Broncos are like a great bet. I think this should be like five and a half, six. But yeah. if you think, if you just read lines, this tells you the bills get right, but they've been telling you that for two months and they haven't. So that's what I, I that's what I've been saying. Like, yeah, if you're if you're reading it, it's like, yeah, you're supposed to be Buffalo here, but because the hook, 
kind of makes you want to bet Denver with how gross Buffalo's been. But then it's like, I just think, I just think Vegas might be wrong on Buffalo. So we'll find out. But weird line, weird game. Yeah, I think they're just, honestly, I just think they're overvaluing them. They have been for a long time. And they beat teams by a lot coming into the season. It was like they either win by 20 or like lose by three. But now they're not covering when they should be. Um, With that, that wraps up the slate for this week. And so now we will go to the head-to-head draft. Head-to-head draft with Stoney and the Kid. In the head-to-head draft, um, as always, but if you're new here, it is five rounds. It is our total of the week, our teaser of the week, our favorite dog, our favorite favorite, and our play of the week. Uh, Snake-style draft, obviously we're saving our play of the week for our last pick. We've talked about it beforehand, so we don't steal each other's play of the week. Um, Being our mortal lock, this week, Stoney is going to lead us off. Yeah, I'm going to go to my dog of the week, probably the best game of the week. I'm going to take the Jags plus three here. Uh, Dang it, dude. Couple trends for you. Kyle Shanahan, nine and thirteen against the spread as a field goal or higher road favorite. He's only three and four against the spread off a of bye. Doug Peterson, sixteen and eleven against the spread as the Jags head coach, and he's five and one against the spread as a home dog since the start of twenty twenty two. They've not only covered five out of six games; every single game they've covered, they've also won outright. I just think three is a key, key number here. And this is a spot where I'm going to make San Fran prove it to me that they're back. I'm going to make Brock Purdy prove it to me that he can put together four good quarters. I think this Jacksonville defense specifically is underrated. I think Travis Etienne is running the ball really well right now. They've got good weapons. I think Trevor Lawrence gets it done at home here. I think the Jags win this game. Um, so, yeah, for my favorite dog of the week, I'm going to take Jags plus feet, plus three, and I feel really good about it. Wow, that was uh, it was a great value pick. I'll just I'll just say that. Great job, Stony. Um, so you. I feel like you've sniped me several times this year, so it kind of feels good to get you back. I feel like hey. I feel like when I pick, there's never like the dang it, that was my pick. So it kind of feels yeah. good to get one there. Um, yeah. So next, I'm gonna get my I'm gonna get my teaser out of the way. We we said this uh, earlier in this episode. It's not a great week for teasers. Right. No, so got to be the worst you, I've seen in a while. Yeah. So what you kind of have to do is look at it and say, okay, what's the floor for these teams? Right. right. What What am I comfortable getting a few extra numbers? What What do I kind of lean anyways? And so my first leg, I'm going to go to Cincy. I think you can get it. It would technically just be their money line, but it's going to be minus a half a point. Yep. Um, You'd lose on a tie. Yep. And like we talked about, I think since he's finding their stride, there was a couple of weeks where it's like, this is about to be a down year. You know, their window's closing. T. Higgins is leaving. Nobody's saying that anymore. Uh, Cincinnati's playing really good football. And, and C.J. Stroud is, uh, that's going to be the public side, is going to be the Texans, like you said. And I think Cincinnati, especially at home, handles business. Uh, my My next leg is also going to be a team that's, at home, and I think playing exciting football, uh, and this is going to be a gross leg, 
They have a new quarterback. They're playing a team that I don't think is very good. And I'm going to go with the Vikings plus eight and a half. Uh, Josh Jobs gets a full week. And it's more of a play on the Saints. The Saints just aren't playing good football. And I'm very comfortable taking eight points and saying, I don't think the Saints win by nine. So I'm going to take the Vikings plus eight and a half for my second leg of my teaser. With my next pick, I'm going to go to probably what everybody, if if you've watched for more than maybe three weeks in a row, you understand that I am very high on one team and very, very low on the other. I just talked about how one of them is on my no-bet list. That would be the New England Patriots, and I will be taking the Colts minus one and a half. I, I'm really big on the Colts and Shane Steich, and I have been for a long time. Um, this game will be played in Germany. A couple stats on that one. Favorites in international games are 31, 10, and 1 straight up, and wow. 27 and 15 against the spread. Uh, I think this is a spot where, like like I said to start the show, like New England's been overvalued by Vegas for a while now. Like ever since Tom Brady left, the Pats, I mean, the Pats were great for 20 years. So it's hard for everybody to kind of recalibrate because it's Bill Belichick. He's the best game. He's going to keep his teams in games. They're going to win games they shouldn't. Um, but I think this spread is is far too small. And I don't think people are understanding the Colts are playing good football. Gardner Minshew is playing good football. you know, and I, and I like the trends that back that. Also, Mac Jones, A, he sucks at football. <laughs> B, he's four and fifteen against the spread as an underdog. He's just he's just very, very bad. And in the last sixteen games, like I said, they're they're three and thirteen against the spread. So I will gladly take the Colts as my favorite favorite. No, yeah. I mean, if you didn't pick that, there was gonna be something wrong with you. That's the most Yeah. Yeah. That that's on brand. That's your favorite team versus your least favorite. Makes a lot of sense why you see some value there. Where do we go? Let's go to – I'm going to go ahead and do my teaser as well. I mentioned this while we were talking about the games. The Titans are plus one and a half, so I'm going to use FanDuel. That's the book we've been using all year. I'm going to use the the good line, and I'm going to take them up from plus one and a half to plus seven and a half. I think this game's a pick em. I've got the better coach here and an ascending rookie quarterback that I, I am comfortable backing here to keep it within a touchdown. This Tampa Bay pass defense is not very good, and I think that Baker struggles under pressure. I think the Titans' D-line will get to Baker. It wouldn't surprise me if the Titans win here, so getting plus 7.5, I feel good about that. The second leg, I was stuck between two really gross teams, the Carolina Panthers and the Arizona Cardinals. Oh, jeez, dude. I landed on the Panthers. I'm getting more. Oh, no. Yep. Thursday night football. Um I'm not scared of this Bears team with Tyson Bajant. I know I'm fading fading your boys. They can win by eight. They can have a comfortable win. But I'm getting the Carolina Panthers plus nine here in a game that I think goes under. Jeez. I think Bryce Young's the more talented quarterback here. I think that in a weird way, the Panthers have nothing to lose trying to win games. They've got they've already got their quarterback. The Bears, there's not really a ton of upside to win here besides having the Panthers pick. Um, I think we see Bryce Young play better than he did last week. And, yeah, it's nine points with two really, really bad teams. I will take that. It's not a great teaser week, but I'm going to go ahead and lock that in. Panthers plus nine. 
to pair with the Titans plus seven and a half for my teaser. Next up, I'm going to go to my favorite favorite here. This is a game you actually lean towards the other side. I don't like a ton of favorites here. I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and take the Bengals minus six and a half. Um, I think CJ Stroud comes back down to earth. He has struggled on the road in comparison to his home splits. And I've got a couple trends backing Cincinnati here. They're 11-6-1 against the spread at home as minus 7 or less on the spread. And they're 8-2 against the spread at minus 7 or less off a win. I think since he's clicking right now, I think Joe Burrow is not going to be stopped. And I know they got to win by a touchdown here. But I think I think like a 27-17 Bengals win feels right. Um this isn't a play that, you know, is going to be super popular. I think that, if anything, this line might touch six just because people want to back Stroud. But I think that the Bengals defense continues to play really well. They hold this Houston team to 17 points, and I can trust Burrow to get 24 here. So for my favorite favorite, I'm going to take the Bengals minus six and a half. Yeah, since he... I think Cincy probably is the right side thinking about uh, public side probably being with Shroud and the Texans. So I think it's um, going to be a public dog. Breaks my heart though that we're to go ten and zero. The Carolina Panthers is your teaser leg. The but Bears. I understand. I understand. I understand. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So with my next pick, I'm just going to go to my total. I talked about it. Um, I'm going to go to Green Bay and Pittsburgh. When I wrote it down, it was at 39. I think it's at 38 and a half right now. It doesn't really matter. It's not a key number. So I'm going to go to Green Bay and Pittsburgh under 38 and a half. Lock it in. Um, and Pittsburgh's Pittsburgh's seven to the seven and one to the under, uh, this season. Green Bay's 22nd in the league in scoring. Pittsburgh's 30th in the league in scoring as far as offensively. These are just two offenses that can't move the football. Matt Canada has been a meme all year. Like, it's his offensive play calling. Last week it got a little bit better. They were able to move the ball a little bit. But it's nothing that anybody should be scared of. And Matt LaFleur and Jordan Love have not been on the same page all year long, besides week one, which hurts. But... Other than that, other than a 38-point inflation, um, you know, Green Bay has not been able to score the football all year. And Green Bay defensively and Pittsburgh defensively are also um, not bad units. You know, I think Pittsburgh's ninth in the league defensively. Green Bay's around, I think it's 14th in the league um, around that mark. These defenses uh, can play some ball, and I think you combine those two. And also, out of these – Teams last twelve games, eleven have gone to the under. So wow. I love, I love this under. Could be another total of the year, back to back totals of the year. Uh, Both love teams it. Like to run the ball, so I, I, I see where you're coming from. Uh, I love Green Bay and Pittsburgh under thirty eight and a half. With my next pick, I'm gonna go to my favorite dog. Um, I did like the Jags. It's a, it's a good pick. I'm gonna go to something that I leaned early on and. I think the combination of it was an early lean for me and I'm trying to not be biased, but also the fact that it's probably going to be the sharp side and the right side. I'm actually going to go to Denver plus seven and a half. Yeah. I, uh, I thought about Washington in this spot. 
But I think it's the better spot for Denver. Like everyone's talked about Sean Payton couldn't figure out Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson sucks. But like the the Broncos are playing better football. They're coming off of a win against the Chiefs, off of a bye, and they're getting a Bills team who, like we just said, is overvalued by Vegas. And that just is what it is. That's not me being a Bills hater. That's just this line does tell you, oh, you should bet Buffalo they're going to win by 20. Uh, I would be surprised if they do. I, I think this Bills team is is overvalued. Like I said, I think the money is coming in on Buffalo. I know the last tweet I saw um, as far as bet MGM, 72% was on Buffalo early. Um, Buffalo's 3-6 and six against the spread this year. Um, five and eight against the spread in the past two years as a home favorite. Um, yeah, I just think it's a good spot for for Denver. I think this game, I don't know if it's exactly a close game throughout. Maybe it might be a backdoor situation, but I, I'm not scared of Buffalo blowing someone out. Yeah, no, that's um, – it feels gross even when you say it. It's like, oh, yep. the problem, you know. Yep. No, I, I think that's the right side. Um, yeah, we, we talked about it. I like it. You're taking a stand on no. I think Buffalo's overvalued. I can't hate that one bit. Going to my fourth pick of the draft, my favorite total. Second time I've done it this year. First time was a complete disaster. We're going back to a team total. I mentioned I like the Jets. I'm not backing Zach Wilson to win a football game. Oh, what, I am gonna do, what I am going to do is back the Jets' defense to absolutely swarm Aiden O'Connell. Give me the Raiders team total under 17 and a half. I think that's a key number. Um, uh, with- um, that's the same That's the same number we got last time. With the old – or that was 16. Yep, it was 16. Hey, we're going back. I feel good. Looking at the Raiders point totals this year, 17, 10, 18, 17, 17, 21, 12, and 14 before last week. Um, so a lot of, a lot of those games under 20 points. I just really like the spot here. A key stat, which some of y'all might be like, why is he bringing this up? Zach Wilson only has one interception in his last six games. And you're like, why does that matter? I think it matters because the Jets are going to have success running the football here. Vegas has the third worst rush defense in the NFL. I think that the Jets are going to come in, use Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook, chew up clock, but I think we can trust Zach Wilson to not turn the ball over at this point. Um, the Jets have a really good punter. It was kind of funny. They like played a tribute video for him or something like that before the game because he won like special team player of the week. And on the first punt, they housed it on Monday night, which was just all-time Jets. <laughs> um, I think this is a game where Robert Sala is just like, yeah, we're going to make Aiden O'Connell beat us. They're going to run the ball. They're going to pin him deep. The Jets are going to go into this game thinking, let's win this 13 to 10. 17 and a half is the key number here. Um, you're basically saying the Raiders have to get to 20 against what I think is a top three defense in football. I think Aiden O'Connell, everyone's like, oh, yeah, they put up 30 against the Giants. They were getting the ball at the 40-yard line every drive. The Raiders come back down to earth here. I love it. Favorite total of the week, Raiders under 17 and a half as the second team total of the year. Got to bounce back with the team totals, but really, really like this spot. Love it. Uh, let me hear the uh, let me hear the play of the week, Stun. All right. <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys minus 16 and a half. Okay. Is my play of the week. 
biggest spread of the NFL season. Let me lay out a couple trends for you, and then I'm just going to tell you what's pretty much going to happen. Since 2016, when Dak Prescott came into the league, the Cowboys are 10-4-1 against the spread versus the Giants. The Cowboys in that same span since 2021, which is the three years after Dak got healthy from his injury and Mike McCarthy's been there, they're 11-1 against the spread off a loss. They're covering by an average margin of 12.8 points per game, which is the best in the NFL over that time frame. You're thinking, yeah, but this is a big number. They're 8-4 against the spread, laying seven or more since 2021. And you may be thinking, 16 and a half, have they won by that much at home this year? They actually have not won by less than 16 and a half at home this year. They've won by 20, 35, and 23. They're 3-0 at home against the spread with an average margin of 19 points of covering. And then you're looking at the Giants. They're 1-4 against the spread on the road, 2-6-1 against the spread overall. And we might forget, but the Cowboys did beat the Giants 40 to nothing in week one. We've already <laughs> seen these two teams play. I, I was doing a bunch of stats, and I was like, oh, yeah, these teams have already played. The Cowboys won by 40. This is as bad of a spot as you can have for the Giants. If, the Dallas, if Dallas had beaten the Eagles, it's like, okay, maybe they come home, take it easy. I think Dallas walks away from that game thinking, hey, we should have beaten the Eagles. We were right there. This is what they do. They come home, they stomp, they flex their margin of victory on little brother. I think the Cowboys are covering 16 and a half by halftime. This, the first Jeez. half is minus eight and a half. I love that as well. I think that you're going to see Tony Pollard, bonus prop. Tony Pollard will score this week. Hasn't scored since week one. I think he gets in the end zone maybe twice. I think that the Giants are rolling over. This season is done. I think the Cowboys bounce back in a big way here. I'll say final score is 34 to 3 Cowboys. Wow. You know, I, I told you before before the episode, I was like, the 16 and a half is way too much for an NFL game. Like, cause like, yeah, it's like the Giants suck and the Cowboys are are very good, or some may say they're very good. But when Never it's gonna seven, win a big game. three in the second quarter, it's not gonna yeah. seem like any points. It feels like it feels like a lot of points, but the Cowboys are good at home. The Giants are very bad. Um, so I, I went from maybe playing the Giants and maybe even throw it in a teaser just to grab some extra points to uh, I will be playing the Cowboys, and I love the first half Cowboys. I, I love – what you say? Eight it was eight and a half? half? Yeah. Yeah, love it. well, it was. It was earlier today. Anything – nine and a half is fine. Anything below ten. I think they love can it. play horribly in the first half and be up 13-3 at half. Yep. Uh, love that. So I'm going to go to my play of the week. Uh, talked about it earlier. Um, let off with it. Kind of showed my hand. It's Cleveland plus six. I think this this number is too high for an AFC North game. Like I, like I said, I think Cleveland's defense and Deshaun Watson are better than people think. And everyone in the world is going to be on Baltimore. It's an uncomfortable pick to choose Cleveland. It's very uncomfortable, especially after last week where you saw a five and a half with Seahawks. And yep. the Seahawks are a good football team. And the Ravens win by 30. And it's a, it's a very uncomfortable to take a team, um, you know, at six points after that. But I think this is exactly where you want to bet against the Ravens. This is the perfect sell high. 
This is the best team in football. Lamar Jackson's going to win the MVP. The Ravens should be the favorite to win the Super Bowl. We see runs like this all the time in the NFL. We see four weeks where a team is is fantastic and nobody's better than them. We've already seen it with the 49ers this year. I think this is a – I talked about it last week. I was kind of riding with the Ravens because it was another big game, and it was like teams go on runs like this. A division game against a really good team like the Cleveland Browns, this is where you back the Browns. Um, I think this is the perfect spot for both teams. The Browns manhandled the Cardinals and looked really good on Sunday too. Nobody's talking about that. Everybody's talking about the Ravens winning by 30 against the Seahawks. The Browns looked really good. Like you talked about, Deshaun Watson looked a lot better. Um, There's there's not a ton of trends. Baltimore is 7-9 against the spread in the division. In the past couple of years, um, nine and fourteen and one against the spread after a win since twenty one, and so you know Baltimore is not as good at home as people think. At looking up some trends, uh, you know, before the episode, they're they're actually a really good road team, which is weird. Yep. Or um, as a dog, they're crazy good as a dog. Yep, as a dog and on the road. So you're getting him as a bigger favorite in a divisional game. We all know how divisional games can go in this in this league. It's weird how they always shake out. It wouldn't surprise me if Cleveland catches the catch the Ravens on Sunday. I think they could win this ball game. I and, agree. Um, I think it would be one of those games. Everybody's high on the Ravens, and then Cleveland comes into town, wins a game. The AFC North's going to beat up on each other all year. Yep. Uh, so love, love, love uh, Cleveland here. How do we feel about how we feel about the boards, Tony? I've got a bonus bonus trend for your uh, Ravens. Ooh, let me hear it. Uh, the Ravens are three and seven against the spread as three plus point home favorites versus the division since 2019. So 30 percent. Wow. There you go. Love it. Yeah, I, I really like Cleveland. Um, and great job with Dallas, dude. I'm going to be taking Dallas now, even though I started off the show saying that I hate the Cowboys. But um, how do we feel about the board? How do we feel about Week 10? You know, I'll be honest. I came into the podcast. I really liked the Cowboys, and I really liked the Jags. And I knew I wanted to back the Jets in some way. I settled on the defense with the team total. Um, But, yeah, it's definitely a tough board for me. As far as like the volume of plays that I like, um, I like some of the angles you presented. I'll be on Cleveland with you. I like that under, uh, and I like the over that you presented in Seattle. So I might join that as well. But no, I think this is a this is a board we can scrap together another three and two, four and one week. Um, hey, if we can go six and four every week, we're making people money. That's the goal every week. Let's go six and four. Let's let's get our second second consecutive winning week and let's build on it let's do it um it's funny we keep matching each other each week i know one of, us, like- one of us is gonna have to pull ahead dude yeah but um feel good about the board um as always we're gonna try to get a prop show out saturday we're gonna have some write-ups for everybody so keep a lookout on twitter um, yeah we'll go be follow up. the twitter go to actionfadepod.com for all the write-ups Best yep. bets, props, trends, everything you could want will be there in written form. Hey, maybe you're, you know, you listen to the podcast and you're like, that was good stuff. Where can I go see it so I can save it? Look at it Sunday morning when I'm going to the book. Go check out the website. It'll have all of it there. 
Love it. Uh, so that's it for week 10. We will be back next week with week 11. Thanks again for being a part of the Auto Fade Podcast family. Stoney and the Kid appreciate your support.